Hello and welcome to Out and About in Malovians. I'm your host, Jeremy Barker. As part of my job as Member of the Scottish Parliament, I get to travel around Malovians, meeting interesting people and, have, and hearing about how the companies, charities and projects they work for benefit and contribute to our community. On this podcast, I will share their stories. On today's episode, I'm excited to be talking to Fiona Gibson from Capital Theatre Trust. Fiona, we're sitting in this lovely old theatre, which is pretty well empty, called the King's Theatre. Why is it empty? Why have we not got hustle and bustle going on around beside us? Well, Jeremy, first of all, thank you for asking Capital Theatres to be part of your podcast series. We're thrilled to do that. Yeah, we're sitting in this beautiful 1906 Edwardian Theatre. It was built really to be a fun palace for the people of Edinburgh and in particular around Fountain Bridge and Toll Cross. The reason we're sitting here today is that we are hopefully going to do a quite a significant redevelopment of this building. It really needs a bit of TLC, but more than that, it needs to be brought into the present day around accessibility. You know, there's no lift in this building. We're going to put three lifts in, two front of house, one back of house. It's going to be uh, improving things like the stage has what we call in the business a rake. That's a slope. And to do things like contemporary dance or dramas that have some you know, tricky set that can roll off the stage, it's not good to have that slope. The reason slopes were there in theatres of this era is because the auditorium itself was flat. And so the performers were on a slope so that you could see them. But of course, that isn't the case nowadays because it's flipped around. The auditorium, of course, is now raked and the, the flat stage makes it easier to do different performances. So this redevelopment will improve accessibility it will improve it for all the performers and the creatives that come here. It will mean we can bring more interesting shows to this area. But more than that, it will be open all day. It will become a community asset where people can come and spend time. It will have a cafe in it. They can just enjoy being part of the arts. And I think all of us, especially post-COVID, we found that the arts just bring a release, a bit of a freedom, a bit of a an ability to be inspired in a different way and, and build confidence of young people going forward. So there'll be a creative engagement studio up, up uh, high in the building and there'll be a lift that takes you all the way to it. So um, it, I hope it will just bring uh, a bit of a different flavour to this area of Edinburgh and allow the community to really feel it's their building and by day and great shows at night. So I think probably most people associate the Kings with pantomime um, and probably most of us who grew up in Edinburgh came to the pantomime and enjoyed the pantomime but it's more than that it's not just a pantomime theatre so what happens tell us for those who are less um, keyed into it what happens out with pantomime season yeah so I mean pantomime is really important to this theatre 90,000 people come through the doors every year to see the pantomime and it's the largest pantomime, obviously, here in Scotland, and actually up there with pantomimes across the whole of the country. And often it's the first time anybody's actually been to the theatre. 
And so it brings out that we have a, our, our vision is to inspire a lifelong love of theatre. That's where it starts. The other things we would do here, um, we have a lot of drama here. So murder mysteries are very popular in this building. We will also have National Theatre of Scotland productions. We will have um, a little bit of easier dance, but we'll be able to do you know, more, uh, more of that in the future. And it's just um, a place for small-scale musicals. Um, so it's quite a variety of things. And it's just such a well-loved building um, that hopefully that will get people to be more excited about everything we do all year round in addition to the pantomime. And some of my friends would say, well, it's elitist, it's for the kind of upper-class, middle-class person to go along and have a good night out. Is that true? Not of the King's Theatre. The King's Theatre especially, in fact, it's known as the People's Theatre. And it's known as that for a reason. The people that come here, especially for the pantomime, are just you and me. They're everyday people who enjoy a good night out, they can meet their friends, they can have a drink, they can have some fun. And in fact, the final production that we did before finishing up with the festival this year, before doing this redevelopment, was Sunshine on Leaf. Sunshine on Leaf is such, such a, a, a of-the-place musical. Um, we did it with 14 actor musos. We did it uh, as a co-production with Pitt Lockery Festival Theatre. They're really good at musicals. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And actually, it was the local people in the panto crowd who came to it. So it's absolutely the People's Theatre. The Festival Theatre also does some really big activity. You know, it has operas, it has ballets, but it has the very big musicals like, you know, Les Mis, Miss Saigon, Phantom of the Opera had COVID not come along. So again, many people love to see those big musicals and they happen up at the Festival Theatre because it's a much bigger stage. Now, I still see the Festival Theatre, something that just happened fairly recently. I, I probably my history goes a bit longer, but so you, you told us a wee bit about the difference of the Festival Theatre. How long has it been here for the Festival Theatre? Well, the Festival Theatre, believe it or not, is the longest running site of a theatre since 1830. Okay, but it's slightly different now than it was in 1830? Of course. Um, Capital Theatres, it's known by different names through the years, but 1994 is when the Festival Theatre became um, part of our trust. So again, nearly 30 years, 28 years, um, it has also been part of our stable. And then 1998 is when the King's Theatre also became part of our grouping of capital theatres. And we also have a studio that's much smaller, 155 seats, that sits at the back of the Festival Theatre. And that's where we do much more experimental work. We do talent development with artists. And, you know, we help young performers, actors, writers, directors, producers begin um, by working with us uh, in the studio as well. So again, if I'm the, the festival theatre, you, you talked about some of the productions which came. So, so it's a slightly different style, different 
genre? Yeah, we, we often have the national companies up at the Festival Theatre. So Scottish Ballet would be based up at the Festival Theatre because it's a much bigger stage, it's flat. Uh, also Scottish Opera would perform up there. National Theatre of Scotland tend to be down here at the King's, but they will be obviously performing up at the Festival Theatre when this building is, is closed for the redevelopment. But the big news is, of course, that the Panto is going to be up at Festival Theatre for the next three Christmases. So uh, we hope that all those people that maybe have that vision that the Festival Theatre is not for them, that they'll come across the door, they'll experience it in a very different way with the panto that they know and love and the cast that they know and love. And I hope that will encourage people to come and try it out. So for the next few years, we're going to be down to one theatre. Um, so so what, what will, out of the pantomime again, what, what will the schedule look like? Will there still be the, some of the stuff that comes here? Will it go to the festival theatre? How do you see that work now in practice? Yes, so we have been working with all the producers that we um, receive work through about productions of drama that typically would be here that are a bit scalable up. We can make them a bit bigger to sit on that stage beautifully in the way that they will continue to do so in the Kings when we reopen. I think the best example of that is probably our next co-production that we're about to open, which is James IV, mm. Queen of the Fight, which is a big drama. It will be on the festival theatre stage and it will demonstrate, I think, how that building can also be the home of drama in the same way that the King's is. So we've talked about two specific theatres plus the, the studio. Um, how do you end up doing the job that you're doing? I, you're not an Edinburgh person, I know that. I, the last time, first time I spoke to you was on Zoom from Manchester. So how does one end up in Edinburgh? Well, believe it or not, I'm from Glasgow and I studied drama at Glasgow University. And I've always loved the arts, but I actually went into business as my first port of call when I came out of university and I worked in business for many, many years. And I joined theatre about nine years ago. So, and I found that it's a place that is a bit like complex project management because you've got one in design one in rehearsal and one on the stage at any point in time. And that's quite complex to manage across three venues that we have here in Edinburgh. And what excited me about the role here, when, when we first met, you're right, I was based um, in Manchester. Actually, I was running the Liverpool Everyman and Playhouse theatres there, and we had two theatres there. And what excited me about the job here in Edinburgh was... Um, three really beautiful venues that are quite different, a city that is just cultural vibrancy, it's all about culture here in, in Edinburgh with the festivals and the fringe, an organisation that worked very closely with national companies and an organisation that really at the heart of it wanted to make a difference, you know, beyond just the shows. You know, everything we do, we work very closely with a brilliant community around people living with dementia we do relaxed performances. In fact, we are the leading provider of relaxed performances. So that's for you know children with special needs right through to adults. We're also um, an organisation that works collaboratively um, with other arts organisations in Edinburgh and across Scotland. 
And so it was that really that attracted me to the role here. Edinburgh, gorgeous city. I know I'm from Glasgow, but actually it's so stunning here, isn't it? You just need to look out the window, look at the heritage, and it's a lovely place to live. So for me, it's a coming home to Scotland and it's dream job. So coming home, and you've got a kind of fairly wide perspective of this, how is theatre life, cultural life, within Edinburgh, within Scotland? I mean, obviously we have a festival and the fringe, which dominate the summer, but out with those, you know, for the, what's going on day in, day out, is it vibrant, is it struggling, as it comes out of COVID, are there things that you're concerned about? Yeah, I mean, it's... It is vibrant and you just need to look at what happened in August in terms of how busy, you know, the streets were again, you know, people, I thought, I thought the festival was a beautiful program this year. Um, all three of our venues are host for Edinburgh International Festival. We had some wonderful work, especially here at the Kings and people came, but um, outside of that, this is the home of culture for many Edinburgh people who live around and about the theatres and they do love to use their theatres and come and see them. Uh, it has been harder to come back after Covid. I think when we came back first in June 21, we'd really, I think, built up a head of steam and people were really excited to be back. We then had that Christmas kind of lockdown again for a month and it's been harder to get people back after that. And I think it's a combination of now we're into the cost of living and it's what do you want to spend your money on. But people need an escape. They love to have a good time. And as long as you know, we're putting the right things on our stages that will give people a bit of joy, um, then people are continuing to come. It's very last minute. So people are, are no longer booking months in advance for things or not often they are more thinking about it in you know, a few weeks before. That's quite different. And uh, you know, that, that means you have a risk profile that is a bit higher and you've got to work hard to make sure that you are encouraging people that they feel safe when they come back and that they are having a good time in the process. I always like to finish with my question and, and, and maybe an obvious answer in some way for you is that if you had your magic wand, um, what would it be? But maybe beyond that, where do you think, or where would you like to see the Kings, the Festival Theatre, be in, say, five years' time? Would it be different, or would it be improved, but roughly the same? So I would say, to your first, the magic wand question, it's gotta be about getting this King's project over the line, have all the funding in place and to really get motoring by the end of this year because it's going to be the jewel in the crown. In terms of where do I see Capital Theatres going in our three venues, um, we've started a bit of a new strategy and that strategy has included creating some of our own work. So Sunshine on Leith was that example, James IV is the next one. I want to keep that momentum going so that we've got a bit of ownership over the art that we're putting on our stages. And secondly, I would say, um, we really drove at being the heart of the community online whenever COVID hit. And that's something Capital Theatres had really not engaged with. 
We've learned such a lot during that process and we have a much wider calling now to different segments of the community and I want to see us continue that and have a hybrid model of things online that make it easier for anybody to join. I mean, we had people joining us from Canada for our um, dementia-friendly activity, as well as ensuring that it is a space that people just covet. You know, it, we're putting things on that excite them, it improves their confidence, and it makes them feel happy. A good night out is what it's all about, and continuing that trajectory of making that happen for everybody in Edinburgh, that's my wish. Thank you. It was great to hear from Fiona. It's been interesting to hear about the history and look forward to being back in the refurbed Kings in the near future. We'll put a link to the website in the show notes that you can go to if you want to find out more. Thank you for listening to Out and About in Melovians and I look forward to catching up next time. <laughs> <laughs>